Blog Talk Radio. Are you tired of being sheep? Well, so is he. Get a friend, get informed, and get involved. It's We Are Not Cattle Radio. Good evening and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. It is Tuesday, October the 8th, 2013. This is podcast, depending on how you look at it, podcast number 34 in the archives. But I still do like to keep the um, radio mantra going, even though you can download the podcast or just go to the website wearenotcattle.net and everything is archived there for you. And I'm going to be making some changes to the site, um, possibly this weekend, depending on how long my guests stay into town. But be looking for a special edition, possibly, podcast this weekend. As I told you last week, I'm going to start doing a podcast on the weekend. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to possibly have Josh Wiley and Matthew from the Journalistic Revolution in town so that could be a very, very interesting um, podcast, so to speak. But let's jump right into it today, everybody. Once again, um, the Tuesday and Thursday show will be one hour. I'm changing it from the two-hour segment that I used to do. And it's just going to be hard-hitting news and analysis. And then the uh, the Sunday or weekend show will be a little bit more fun-loving. Still have some news and breakdowns in there for you, but... Um, I'm starting to uh, try to find what my niche is in this um, digital world that we live in. And one of the things that I did want to get into before we start talking about the government shutdown and all of that is the is the collective consciousness of our society. Now, I haven't talked about this quite a bit because I've been distracted with other things, whether, whether it be personal or whether it be, um, you know, dealing with you know our um our government officials or uh, elected officials excuse me we need to stop calling them officials they're just public servants but anyway so i've been kind of denying and in letting myself dive into the matrix a little bit and not really grasping what what is really coming to coming to terms here and I don't mean it like it's a, a pregnancy and we're coming to term with this thing and we're going to hatch some kind of monstrosity. Because you have to remember at the end of the day, as much as people would like to demonize the government and demonize individuals in the governmental system, they are in and of that. They are individuals. They are human beings, much like you and I. And I try to boil, I try to boil it down to the lowest common denominator because that's in essence what it is. The, these people that are doing these things are just are, – are usually the ones that crave power, and you guys hear me talk about this a lot. Rich and powerful people want to do rich and powerful stuff, whether that means grandstanding to make it look like it's worse than it really is in order to gain power, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste, that sort of thing. It really does make you wonder how a system like this gets set up. And when I say a system like this, I'm not talking about Obamacare. I think that we'll 
we'll figure out all the kinks in that system here um, as it kind of plays out. And you'll have the conservative talking point that it's going to bankrupt the entire system and then it was written by the insurance companies. And yeah, that's probably true. I mean, what special interest doesn't have their hands all over a bill in Washington currently? So if you subscribe to that theory, then go and get in your go and get in your bunker and you know load up on your storable food and and um, and get ready for the apocalypse, I guess, because Obamacare is going to be the end all be all of this nation. Well, I don't see it that way. Even though I may disagree with Obamacare, I may disagree with the taxation or the excuse me the outright theft. That Obamacare is because it's forcing you to buy a product, and I know that people are going to say, "Well, if you put a larger pool together, you know, I've I've seen all the arguments, I've heard it all from from every angle." But there is something to be said about the collective consciousness of the American public in general, and that's what the broadcast was really focused on for a long time was waking people up to the system. And the system doesn't care whether you're Republican, whether you're a Democrat. It doesn't care if you're a Libertarian. It doesn't care if you're an anarchist. It doesn't care if you're a minarchist. It doesn't care about any of those things. What the system cares about is moving. And the system will always move forward. And, and a great, I guess, segue of that would be would be the Nazi system that was used in Germany. Now, see, the Soviet system was very similar, but it was a little bit different in the fact that the Nazis kept really, really good records. So we can go through and we can piecemeal together what happened in their nation at those given times and those given points of times and what they were trying to accomplish. It was social engineering. Don't even let that slip past your mind. Yes, people, if you're turning in the, tuning into this broadcast for the first time, there are extremely smart people that try to engineer you socially. It is exactly what it sounds like. They want to put you into a position to where you feel comfortable, to where you will do what they say, and you will just obey. And I'm not saying that that is a terribly distraught way of looking at it, but if you're a free and independent individual like myself, that doesn't sound like a very good ride to go on. Remember, this is all a ride at the end of the day. Life is just a ride. You have to enjoy it while you come across it. You can't be one of these people that that is always doom and gloom. I guess you can be. That's your, you know, your choice and how you want to look at your life and how you want to understand your consciousness and how you want to perceive your reality. But my reality is a little bit different than that. See, I have this overwhelming faith that humanity will always find a way. If you take the the theory that that um I guess the human species has existed for thousands and thousands of years and that our DNA has been passed down through generations and take all of that stuff into consideration and with the wars and all of these other things that we've had, we're in a unique point in history where the ability to connect with one another seemingly seamlessly through any channel, whether it's a cell phone or whether it's a, a computer, to interact with people from all across the world instantly is astonishing. 
So now we've developed this system. And what's happening now is we've also developed other systems along the way, like the system of government. And when Robert gets on here a little bit later, um, Robert Wasman will be joining us from the journalistic revolution. I always like his insight and his take on things. But one of the things that he and I talked about was religion. And I'm not going to go Christian on you, everybody. I'm not going to go Hindu or I'm not going to go you know, Buddhist. But, but you have to start thinking about what is religion? In your, in your mind's eye, what is religion? Because what we're seeing now is the death throes of a religion. And it's a collective religion. And I know that this is going to be very shocking to some of you. And this is probably why I've lost about 10% of my listenership. Because, yes, I've gone to the point where I believe that government is not really needed as much as they would like for you to believe that it's needed. And when I say that, government in America is now a religion. And we'll get into that a little bit here in the uh, in the last half hour. So thank you so much for joining us. It is the only religion, by the way, that everybody will agree upon. And that's what makes it so demonstrative, and that's what makes it so powerful, and that's why our founding fathers said that we need to we need to keep this thing under wraps or it's going to get out of control, and that's why Patrick Henry argued that there should have been checks and balances on how aggressive the government can be, and they were right, and it's not that these people were any smarter than you and I were. Actually, with the fluoride and everything in the water, they probably were a little bit smarter than us. But they just had common sense and core values that we don't have anymore. And yes, popular cultures desensitized us to war, and popular cultures taken away the ability for you to understand that the sacred things in life aren't so sacred anymore. Family used to be sacred. Religion used to be sacred. The way that we supported our military used to be sacred here in America. It really did. We always thought of ourselves as different. We always thought of ourselves as special. But now when we look and open the the cold, hard facts of history, we will just be another authoritarian nation gone amok. And that is very, it's very sad for me. When I grew up in America, or what I thought was America when I was a child... I thought it was this land of prosperity and freedom where everybody could do as they please and nobody would bother them. And as I got older, I saw that that was kind of the case. And, and, and over the last few years, I've seen that it is exactly the opposite of that. It is not the case at all. And it's very sad to see something that was so beautiful, that was something that was so pure. And yes, I'm going to catch flack from all of my... Uh, anarchist and minarchist friends because it sounds like I'm going on a nationalist rant. But understand what I'm talking about here in America. I'm not talking about the flag. I'm not talking about the eagle. I'm not talking about the all-seeing eye and the pyramid of the dollar bill. I'm not talking about the Federal Reserve. I'm talking about the people that inhabited this landmass. We were different. But we got spoiled. We didn't have to work as hard. And now what's going on is that the machine is slowly grinding to a halt. 
Remember I mentioned the machine a little bit earlier. The machine now, and we are just cogs in it, and the, and the, and the more that I read and the more that I understand, when you, when you look at how the system is set up with the multiple hierarchies and the multiple hierarchical needs within the hierarchies of control, it really is a breeding ground for authoritarians. And what do I mean by that? Psychopathic authoritarian people that don't really have empathy, which is a defining human trait. It really is. So if you lose empathy, if you don't care what happens to your fellow human beings, then you start to lose the society. And that's where we're at now. The empathy has gone out of the room here in America. We have truly lost it. And it's sad. And you can hear the sadness in my voice because it's depressing. I never thought in a million years I would have to talk about something that sounds like it's straight out of Nazi Germany that happened here in an American park of all places, a national park of all places. And I'm going to read the entire article for everybody because I want you to understand how serious this is. This is all very serious. This is not some pie-in-the-sky conspiracy theory. This is collective insanity for people believing and trusting in something that they don't even know what it is. And when I say that, the blind trust in government and the non-checking of the politicians... And what I mean by that is that we haven't done our job as citizens of the United States. We haven't done our job. Our job was not only to elect officials, but it was also to hold them accountable for their actions and their voting records. We didn't do that for about 20 years, and now look at what we have. A bunch of kleptocratic special interest assholes that have basically turned this country into their own private piggy bank, looting it on the way out the door. And then as, as we watch the fires in Washington burn and our nation basically crumble, they give us the finger and jump into a limo. If you want to understand what my collective ideology is towards the politicians, it is this. It is your fault. And I don't mean the politicians. I mean the listeners. It's our fault. We have done this to ourselves. Nobody can be nobody can be finger pointed and everybody likes to point fingers at Barack Obama. George Bush did very similar things and everybody, you know, the conservatives have never heard anything from you, but now since it's Barack Obama and yeah, he's committing war crimes, Bush committed war crimes. I mean, when when is enough going to be enough? And the sad part about America now is not only the fact that we don't have any empathy, but we don't have a spine either. Nobody has a spine. When you look at the way that this government is run and when you look at the way that people in government act arrogantly, that is not a free country. That is not a country filled with liberty and checks and balances. That is a country fueled by lust for power. You want to see lust for power in somebody's eyes? Go watch any video of Lindsey Graham talking, especially when he talked about Al-Qaeda. 
I mean, I guess he and Chris Matthews have the same gene in their body. When when Lindsey Graham talks about Al-Qaeda, he must get that tingle in his leg, just like what Chris Matthews talks about when he hears Obama speak. So it's not one of these things that we can really look at and say that these guys are the problem, let's remove them. It is the system of the, as a whole that has actually been set in motion, and now we're basically watching the destruction of an empire and the fall of an empire, an empire that I really didn't know existed until about six years ago. And most of the people that are on this planet didn't really think about it either, especially people lived in the United States. Now, foreign countries of people that you are, of those of you that were lucky enough to travel to foreign nations and interact with foreign people, you will understand and they will tell you, quite frankly, that, that America is not portrayed the exact same way overseas as it is here in America. And with the changing of the guard, with the new revolution of journalism, with the new revolution of people speaking out and taking to the streets and being active, what you're seeing now is you're seeing the awakening of the American people. The awakening to the point that we have dropped the ball and now it's time to do something. So the question is, what do we do? I guess that will always be the eternal question. What do we do? You have to do everything that you can. And if you have an 8 to 5 job, then you have to do everything that you can in your off hours to educate yourself and to explain to others what's going on. Don't listen to the mainstream media, either side, whichever flavor you choose. It is not fact. It is rhetoric. They take facts and they spin them. It's like when I interviewed Ben Swan and he talked about how the mainstream media will take something that's a fact and make it an opinion and take something an opinion and present it as fact. So when you look at the way that the system operates, basically operating like it is above us all currently, it is the epitome of authoritarianism. So that being said, with all of that build-up for 19 minutes of me rambling, let's talk about the authoritarians themselves. And what this, what this means to America. What can we expect now moving forward? Because the way that I read this article... If if issues like this keep happening around the country, undoubtedly somebody from a governmental agency is going to end up killing somebody that is an unarmed civilian. Jesus, listen to my brainwashing. An unarmed citizen. And who knows from there. All I say is that we have to keep cool heads we have to educate people on jury nullification. We have to educate people on the rights of the states. And we have to fully remove ourselves from this federal takeover. Because it is a takeover. If you've studied Nazi Germany, if you've studied Soviet Russia, I mean, if you just just bullet point Soviet Russia, we are going right down the bullet points from the collectivization of the farms to the destruction. I mean – I don't know what to tell you people. 
If we don't learn from history, we are going to be doomed to repeat it. And I, for one, do not feel like living in an authoritarian country. So we have to do something today. And is it as bad as we all think it it, it is? I don't know. These are isolated incidents, and that's what makes the internet so great and yet such a double-edged sword is because we read an isolated incident from one part of the United States, as big as this nation is. We read one isolated incident, and then we'll put that to everybody else in the country. But as the isolated incidents become more and more prevalent, you start to see a pattern, and the pattern is of law enforcement pushing the will of the people. Listen, cops, you guys are not there to keep us in line, okay? That is not your job. Look at your job description. It's to serve and protect the people of this nation, not boss around, not come up and have four cop cars show up when I hold up a freaking sign on the interstate. That is not your job. There's somebody that's beaten his wife somewhere that you guys could have gone and probably helped out and maybe done something to to stop an incident. But no, you got a slave on an overpass with a sign. You better go tell him what to do. And you better have four of you show up to tell him. Because you can't speak out. And I will give you credit, cops. You guys were all really cool about it. But think about this when you get back in your car. If you're a police officer, if you have anybody that listens to the show that is a family member that's a police officer, get this to them and ask them to ask this question. Is that really serving and protecting the public? Is that what I'm doing? Or am I there revenue generating and pushing people around? Because if the answer is the second one in a financial um, meltdown that we could be facing, you are not going to like what they're going to ask you to do. And I'm just saying that because of the way that the progression, the natural progression works. If you don't like writing tickets and pushing people around, if things get worse, you are really not going to like what they're going to ask you to do. And then you're going to have to choose a side. Do you stand on the side with the black uniforms or the black costumes and the, and the metal badges given to you by the taxpayers to, to serve and protect them? Or do you put the Ring of Mordor on and you go join the collective, the takeover, whatever you want to call it. The federalization of police is real, people, and it's been going on for a very, very long time. State cops, you know what I'm talking about. You guys are not state. You're federal enforcement. You know what I'm talking about. And that's what's so sick about this whole thing is that it's all about the how strong the federal government is and how weak we are as the civilians or the citizens – which is never supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be about the states having their independent rights to do whatever they wanted to do and have and have the the federal government be the overseer. And that's what it was supposed to be about. So 
I've got some callers on the line here. I'm going to uh, pull you guys up in one second. Let me read this article briefly, and then we'll uh, we'll dive into your phone calls. If you want to um, be part of the broadcast and, and join the conscious revolution against tyranny, then by all means, remember, this is the People's Liberty Show. I don't screen your calls, so that's why if I ask and sound kind of crazy, all I can see is a phone number, everybody. So... 602-753-1916 is the number. I will open the phones up after I get through this article here. And it says, and this is from the Daily News and NewburyPortNews.com if you want to go check it out. It says, Gestapo Tactics meets senior citizens at Yellowstone. And it says, Newburyport. Pat Valancourt went on a trip last week intended to showcase America's greatest treasures. Instead, the Salisbury resident said she and others on the tour bus witnessed an ugly spectacle that made her embarrassed, angry, and heartbroken for her country. I really do feel you on that one, Pat. Valancourt was one of was one of thousands of people who found themselves in the national park on the federal government shutdown went into effect on October 1st. For many hours, her tour, her tour group, which included senior citizens from Japan, Australia, Canada, United States, were locked in Yellowstone National Park Hotel under armed guard. Yes, because you obviously can't let anything happen to the national parks because what the hell. The tourists were treated rather harshly by the armed park employees, she said, so much so that the foreign tourists with limited English-speaking skills thought they were being arrested. Well, I mean, that's freedom here in America. When finally allowed to leave, the bus was not allowed to halt along the 2.5-hour trip out of the park, not even to stop at the private bathrooms that were open along the route. Yes, okay. We've become a nation of fear, guns, and control, said Valancourt, who grew up in Lawrence. It's like they bought out, brought out the armed forces. Nobody was saying, we're sorry. It was like, she said, clenching her fist and banged her arm against her forearm. Banged it against her forearm. So basically, they're just bullying, like I talked about before. Valancourt took part in a nine-day tour of the Western Parks and the sites alongside the four dozen senior citizens' tourists. One of the highlights of the tour was to be Yellowstone, where they arrived just after the shutdown went into effect. Rangers systematically sent visitors out of the park through the groups, or though the, some groups had uh, hotel reservations, such as Valancourt's, were allowed to stay for two days. Those two days started out on a sour note, she said. The bus stopped along a road with a large herd of bison passing nearby, and seniors filed out to take photos. Almost immediately, an armed ranger came by and ordered them to get back in, saying that they could not recreate. How dare you try to recreate in America? The tour guy, who had paid a $300 fee that day to, before to bring the group into the park, argued that the seniors weren't recreating, they were just taking photos. She responded and said, Sir, you are recreating. And her tone of voice became very aggressive, Valancourt said. The seniors quickly filed back on board and the bus went to the Old Faithful Inn in the park's premier lodge located adjacent to the park's most famous site, Old Faithful Geyser. That was the 
as close as they could get to the famous site. Barricades were erected around Old Faithful, and the seniors were locked inside the hotel where the armed rangers stayed at the door. They look like Hulk Hogan's armed. They told us that we can't go outside, she said. Some of the Asians who were on the tour said, oh my God, are we under arrest? They felt like they were criminals. Well, of course you're criminals here in America. Come on, you're you're a slave. Get used to it. And just start, you know, slushing around like all the other yuppies and you'll be fine. By October 3rd, the park, which sees an average of 4,500 visitors per day, was nearly empty. The remaining hotel visitors were request, required to leave. As the bus made its two-and-a-half-hour two journey out of Yellowstone, the tour guide made some arrangements to stop at a full-service bathroom at the park at, at a in-park dude ranch where he had done some business in the past. Though the business had its own small bathroom, Valancourt and the seniors were looking for a more comfortable place to stop. No stop was made, Valancourt said. The dude ranch had been warned that the license to operate it would be revoked if they allowed the bus to stop. This is not authoritarianism, by the way. It's not. So the bus continued to Livingston uh, Monument, a gateway city to the park. Uh, Livingston, Montana, I think. Sorry. The bus trip made headlines in Livingston. The local paper Livingston Enterprise interviewed the tour guide, George or Gordon um, Hodgson, who accused the Park Service of Gestapo tactics. Good for you, man. The national parks belong to the people, he told the Enterprise. This isn't right. Well, it, once again, you're a slave. Get used to it. Calls for the Yellowstone Communications Office were not returned, and most of them personally had been uh, most of the personnel had been furloughed. Many of the foreign visitors were shocked and dismayed, and they had happened at what had happened and how they had been treated. A lot of the people who were foreign said they would never come back to America. Well, I wouldn't blame you. National Park's aggressive actions have spawned significant criticism in western states. Governors in in-park ranch states such as Arizona have been thwarted or thwarted in their efforts to fund uh, partial reopenings in the parks. The Washington Times quoted an unnamed Park Service official who said the park law enforcement personnel were instructed to make life as difficult as possible. It's disgusting. The experience brought up feelings of Valancourt, who struck a widely um, circulated story about the group and the World War II veterans who had a trip to Washington, D.C. to see the World War II memorial when the shutdown began. The memorial was barricaded and the guards were posted, but the vets pushed their way in. Dude, if you start messing with World War II vets, I am so sorry, but this nation is going to flip out. The remainder... or that reminded her of her father, a World War II vet that spent three years in a Japanese prisoner of war camp. My father took a lot of crap from the Japanese, she recalled, his eyes her eyes welled with tears. Every day they made him bow to the Japanese flag, but he stood up to them. He always said to stand up for what you believe in and don't let them push you around. <laughs> yeah, fear, guns, and control turned the citizens turned on citizens in her own country. No, that's what it is, everybody. It's authoritarianism. Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's just call it what it is. These are criminals. This is not how you treat your population. This is not how you treat anybody with respect. This is not a this is not a um it's not a free country when you do stuff like that. 
So I'm going to pull up the callers here. Um, caller, you are on the air. I think this is Tyler. Tyler, is that you, buddy? No, this is Robert. Hey. Okay, I got Robert and I got Tyler, I think. Tyler, are you there? I'm here. What's happening, guys? So uh, I got Robert and Tyler on the line. Tyler, what do you make of um, what I just said there where they talk about that um, basically you're not allowed in these parks that you pay for with your tax dollars, and we're going to put guns in your face and shove you around and tell you that you can't go to the bathroom or you can't recreate or it's going to get really ugly. What do you think of all this, man? I don't think people are going to put up with it for, um, or people are not going to be attending any parks until, um, I've heard stories of people being impacted, especially at national parks and forests and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's only going to work for so long before people start, someone's going to start firing back, man. (laughs) The shot at Lexington, Lexington has already been fired. Mm-hmm. And I I think they've already fired the first shot, and uh, whoever fires the first shot loses. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're having to justify yourself. Um, looks like we got another guy popped in here, too. Um, Robert, quickly, your thoughts on that. I don't know if you read the article before I sent it to you today. Um, what are your thoughts on all that, man? Um, like I said before on your show, man, it's just another symptom of an inevitable self-fulfilling prophecy of government collapse and econ- economic collapse. Um, you know, that, that when, when things get real bad and, or they're about to get real bad is when you feel the choker go around the neck of the people, and that's what we're seeing right now. Is that why the system is getting um, panicky and telling everybody to be basically an asshole to these people that come to see these parks and they just, hey – be intimidating. Push these people around. Let them know. Is that is that um, is it classical conditioning for them as well? The people enforcing this um, unconstitutional crap. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you could tie it in with the uh, crisis actors that they used in the late '90s to get. That's a conspiracy military. theory. Crisis actors never existed. The mainstream media is God. It tells me everything I need to know. Well, I mean. If you believe such weird things, these okay. Crisis- so um, enlighten everybody what a cri- I understand what a crisis actor is, but some of the you know some of the folks out there might not know. Explain to the uh, to the population or to the people out there in um, in radio world and internet world what a crisis actor is. A crisis actor is actually they've been in use since I believe the 1960s, and what they would do is basically they're people who act like protesters or act like emergency uh, uh, people in an emergency so that, they, that the government and police agencies and military can run drills in real-life scenarios. They even train these people to scream, uh, like when they had to move them from location to location, they had these people screaming things like, I'm an American, I have the, con- the, the Constitution says you can't do this, I have rights, and they had them scream these at police officers and uh, military to help desensitize them before they really came after us. Yeah, and that was the simulation. You're referring to the simulation drills, and this is all online, people. You guys can all watch this. The simulation drills where they would, the Marines would line people up and say, this is America, and then they would make them get on their knees and put their hands behind their head, and then they would systematically go through and simulate assassinations, correct? 
Uh, that and um, uh, that's one in specific. But I mean, in general, they they did this from police, uh, even firemen and other emergency workers since like mm-hmm. the nineteen seventies, nineteen sixties. Yeah, and there's there's videos from uh, nineteen ninety six. I want to say that Bill Cooper uncovered with a where we were training with. We were training with other countries from the UN, and they were showing them how to um, do raids and and do um, what they call slicing the pie, where they come in and, and basically one person takes one side of the room and and swipes across full auto, the other guy takes the other part of the room and swipes across full auto, killing everybody in there. So, yeah, they've been they've been doing these kind of drills and 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 prepping these people for so long but I don't I'm really starting to wonder if this is what's going to happen here in America because of you know the financial situation all over the world is is um is rocky at best so here I got another person on the line here let's pull them up caller welcome to the people's liberty show you are on the air welcome hello yeah you're there man what's happening oh hey hey what's up um hey it's Joey uh Joey Jake um, What's, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I absolutely agree with you guys on the concept that there's uh, crisis actors everywhere, actually. I would think that not even just at drills, they might have them placed in other places like malls when they plan for false flag attacks. Uh, that's a very good point. And, and it's really weird that we have to talk like this in America, isn't it? That we have to talk about false flag attacks and, and stage terror and and our government funding radical jihadis on the other side of the world to destabilize nations over over a damn oil pipeline. I mean, we are really approaching the 11th hour here. So I'm going to pull everybody back up here just for a second. And I just want to give a um I'm going to give everybody the floor here for a minute. Joey, I want to start with you. What's the um what do you think is going on here with the collective consciousness of America? Do you see a difference in the way that people act today as they did even just a few years ago? Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely do. I feel like uh, even in my local communities, I see that there's more and more people out there that will, you know, say, hey, I saw that, I noticed what you have on your shirt, and, you know, I, yeah, whatever, I believe we need to keep our guns too. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost hard to walk into a bar with, uh, you know, wearing a, you know, a Liberty-based T-shirt without even having five people come and stop you and like and have you know want to agree and talk with you you know in comparison yeah. to even years ago if i wore a shirt with a gun on it people would look at me as like a criminal you know? right but now and, and, they, to get a and they really do like to they really do like to brand in inanimate objects and then and then label those as um as as tools of control basically and 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 make you part of your you're part of the gun culture but now i think people are starting to realize that the, the more guns you have and the pro- proliferation of guns it actually um creates a more stable society as much as people don't like them and they're loud and they make a loud noise it's just uh it's proven over and over again that that if people have a, a um unintended consequence of death they will probably be more um, strategic about what they're going to do with their life. They're not just going to come in and willy-nilly rob somebody. And I didn't mean to cut you oh. off, man. Continue. What, what were you saying um, no, actually, after actually, that? I absolutely agree. Um, you know, with uh, especially with the, with the way guns are being looked at recently, within the last like six months, people like same people that if you would ask them a year ago, he said, uh, "You think that would have." If you were there and you had a gun, what do you think you you know you think it would have changed, you know? And sometimes they'll like even uh, anti-gun or gun grabbers 
would have, you know, would say something along the lines of, you know, no, no, I wouldn't have. But now they would say, you know what, if I had a gun, I probably would have done something. Well, then why shouldn't people carry guns? You know, give them questions. And sometimes a lot of people are starting to realize, wait a second, I'm kind of not paying attention, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that you... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying just give them the opportunity to think. And sometimes instead of just living off what they know, they can re- they can come to a conclusion that, wait a second, you're right, you know. Any, like, for example, any infringement on freedom is, you know, anything that edits your freedom is an infringement of your freedom, and it should be mm-hmm. looked at as that. And yeah, more absolutely. That. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like, you know, I think that gay marriage should be legal across the board, not because I'm gay, but because I don't want anyone's rights being infringed on. Yeah, and it comes down to a, a, a natural right versus a state-given right, you know. And and when I say a state-given or state-sanctioned drugs or unstate-sanctioned drugs, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about you know a bunch of politicians getting together and making rules that I don't necessarily believe that everybody agrees on. You know, if you look at if you look at the polls, there's there's very little evidence stating that. <clears throat> That if you look at medicinal marijuana, for instance, there's very few people out there that still believe that medicinal marijuana shouldn't be legalized in some way, shape, or form. And you get the lobbying groups in in government and lobbying groups all over the nation, and especially on television, that will lobby to convince you otherwise. Remember, it's not. If you watch the mainstream media, it is not going to be fact. It's going to be opinion-based that they make it look like fact. Um, Robert, um, going to you now, what do you see um, as far as the societal, I guess, the societal shifts um, in the culture? Do you see more people being more engaged, or do you see a, um, I guess, a a fascination with the, the soap opera slash popular culture? What do you what do you see in in your I mean you guys are pretty plugged in down there in Florida what do you guys see going on? Well, I, you know I think that the um, the mainstream media what stories actually get through on the mainstream media and the narrative that they push is a great idea to get a pulse of your average everyday American. Mm-hmm. And just recently, the Wall Street Journal released an article talking about the uh, secession and breaking up of the United States and. And what uh, economists and um, and uh, and some um, what's the, what's the word when people who study politics I forget the word but um, assholes I'm sorry um. <laughs> well I, I mean, that works asshole it actually asshole. does work we can we can just call them whatever for right now but um, political scientists yeah political scientists if you will well anyway they and nope. how they perceive the uni- the United States would break up. To where they believed there would be a southern state republic, that the that Washington D.C. would no longer exist at all and have no power anywhere. Um, oh my God. Have, How do we implement this plan, and when does it begin? I yeah, honestly, absolutely agree. I, I honestly think it's going to happen naturally. I mean, um, I, I, I think you and I are in agreement. I, yeah, everything I see lately, you know, both in our circles and the mainstream circles. Uh, tend to point that th- this is going to happen. Now, the question is, is the collapse a part of their plan? And if it is, then we need to be ready to combat whatever comes after the collapse. Well, you know the collapse is part of their plan because they've engineered the derivatives bubble, and I don't think that they realized how big of a cluster you-know-what that that was going to be. 
But, um, you know, they engineered this through all their greed and financial, you know, gains, their ill-gotten gains that they wanted. And now I think they put the system in motion, and I think that you and I have talked about this at length, even off-air, but also on-air a couple of times. But they've systematically put this stuff together so that there really is no magic. There's no pill, everybody. There's no magic wand. Nothing's going to happen. Remember when Peter Schiff was on, um, God, what was he on, MSNBC? And they had a whole panel of roundtables. And they're like, I think that Bernanke's going to end QE3. And I think that... Uh, and he's like, there's no way that's going to happen. And everybody laughed at him. And then all of a sudden, Bernanke's like, no, nah, we're not going to end this. And so I think that that's what you're going to see is that they, um, they're just going to ride us to the Weimar Republic and then just, I guess, hope that we can jump off the, jump off the American dollar and everybody just jump on to the, uh, to the SDR. And maybe that's the way that they're going to engineer this thing, socially engineer it to where they're just going to hold every nation in the world hostage and say, unless you accept this new currency that we're going to distribute, then, um, then you're not going to have any ability to buy and sell. So, very good, uh, very good analysis and breakdown, Robert. Uh, thank you so much, um, Tyler. Moving on to you, man. You're on the streets quite a bit. Uh, activists here from Georgia, part of Georgia activists. Uh, Saturday is March Against Monsanto, GMOs, genetically modified foods. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's going to be at the Georgia Capitol, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. When is this again? Wait, wait, one more, one more time. Here, let's get your take on what's going on around the uh, around the country first, or especially here in our uh, little inhabitants here in Atlanta. What do you see the pulse of the people as, Tyler? Do you see when you wear uh, um, our architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth shirts out? You wear those a lot. Do you see people looking at you differently than they did just a couple of years ago? Um, I still see more of the same. I uh, honestly, I'm sad to say, I haven't been out as much. Um, uh, with banners and distributing movie, movies as much, but um, it still seems like when I talk to people and try to interact with them, just in a um, setting, it doesn't really matter where where I might be. Um, mm-hmm. I still kind of feel like, oh, oh, that's, that's a. I feel like the response I'm getting is, oh, that that's a really amusing point, or that's really intuitive, Tyler, or something, and mm-hmm. then they. Uh, they fail to uh, initiate the action or what can I do about it to help to uh, solve the um, crazy predicament we find ourselves in. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it could get bad very, very uh, quickly, and um, yeah. and yeah. I, I think things are just set, set to get crazy. Like when we just go over some of these other things, I mean, we're talking about... Um, um, did you see the uh, the articles um, with the pictures of the Department of Homeland Security ordered the photos of like Americans holding guns, like young kids holding guns, on like uh, target practice posters? Mm-hmm. And, um, local or federalized police departments would be uh, practicing, like taking uh, taking shots at these. Um, Oh, the the paper targets from the the, the DHS bot. Yeah, those things are kind of yeah. creepy. I mean, I just I really I really reserve the the federal takeover. The the way that I see it, and and I've said this many times before, is that nobody's ever going to conquer America by force. It's just not going to happen. We got over 400 million guns. 
it ain't going to go down like that. So I don't care how many drones you got and tanks and armored vehicles and all that other stuff. I really don't care. I just think that yeah. um, I think that what you're going to see is a is a paper takeover, if anything. And and I would say that um, Robert, I don't know if you were the one that brought this up or if it was Josh bringing it up with unsubstantiated evidence, but it was an interesting theory to talk about talking about how we're being leveraged out to China, and he thinks that China is going for the paper takeover here of America, and we might become a satellite nation of them, which is a, a distinct possibility just by the way that we that we get our funding now. Um, you know, yeah, I think it's what over forty cents. Of, to the the end game is to uh, uh, have a paperless or cashless society, and sure. um, they'll use, they'll institute the Vera chip system. Um, I mean. Uh, the biometrics and stuff has already been re- reported. I, yeah. I even read a, a part about uh, a device that would be planted uh, in the so-called um, Affordable Care Act that we're going to feel the blessings of as our grundles will tighten. Yeah, I think that the um, the uh, the RFID chip and the Affordable Care Act. I think that was a myth. But I, I will I will uh, agree with you that we are vastly approaching the mark of the beast. I mean, it is it is coming right down the pipe here. Um, guys, I got Jack, got about ten minutes Jack. left. I was going to go to you, Robert. Um, what do you get? What do you guys want to cover? What articles have you guys seen floating around that you guys would like to talk about? I mean, um, Tyler brings up a good point with the paper targets bought by DHS. That's some pretty creepy stuff. But um, once again, I'm not one of those guys that fixes my bandwagon to the uh, to the global um, takeover by force. Robert, what do you see out there, man? What What are some things that really got you um, got you fired up? Oh, my, well, my pet peeve, man, is police brutality. The authoritarian police state encroaching more and more on our everyday lives. And so you don't uh, think that that's love when they go and 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 tell people to get back on the bus and tell them they can't take a potty break? For two and a half hours because everything's closed. That's not that's not a government hug for you. Well, I mean, if it's a really bad rest area, maybe they're trying to help out because the shitter's uh-huh. broken. But <laughs> oh, the shitter's full. Yeah, you know, but no, um, but I I just wanted to uh, say something about the RFID chips, the RFIDs. Those are actually attached to the Real ID Act, which they postponed several times now, but it's still technically a law. So, I mean, those are still up in the air as far as the government ready to institute them. Oh, doesn't that sound like fun? So, um, Joey, you going to go get you an, uh, an RFID chip when they come out? I mean, it'll just make it easier for you to buy, sell, and trade. That's all it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was hoping uh, I could get the uh, implant, you know, instead of the just on the ID form. The oh. implant would be fine. Like, that should probably have... Yeah, because then you would never lose it, and it would never wash off, and yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get three of them, you know. I was just going to stick them in every appendage. Oh, that sounds good. That way, if you lose your arm, you don't lose your ability to buy and sell it. You see, you guys are just thinking. I love it. Yeah, or if they could just have it in in my retina, like a retina scan everywhere I go. Oh, that would be even better. Okay, so yeah, quickly, yeah. guys, I want to I want to give every I want to give everybody a minute to comment on this. We're running uh, up against it here. Um, this article comes from DefenseOne.com. It says, "Why America wants drones that can kill without humans?" Oh, doesn't this sound like fun? Scientists and engineers. Here, I'm going to mute you guys just in case I get some background feedback, so I'm not cutting you loose or anything. Just hang on. 
Scientists, engineers, and policymakers have all figured out ways that drones can be better used and more smartly and more precise with less damage to civilians. Oh, you mean like better than 98% civilian casualties? Anything would be an improvement. With larger range and better staying power. Oh, that's what we need, more staying power. One method is under development and increased autonomy of the drone itself. Oh, cool. Eventually, drones will have the technical ability to make even lethal decisions autonomously. Man, that, that, that doesn't sound like 1984 or Skynet or any other dystopic fucking model you've ever seen. To respond to the program set inputs, the the Select a target and fire their weapons without human reviewing or checking the result. Oh, man, this sounds like great. Yet the idea of the U.S. military deploying a lethal autonomous robot, or an LAR, is sparkly controversially, or is sparking controversy. Oh, maybe? Though autonomy might address some of the critical downsides of having drones that are used, they may induce new downsides policymakers are only just learning to grapple with. The basic the basic constant behind the LAR is that they can outperform and outthink a human operator. If the drone system is sophisticated enough, it might be less emotional. But le- oh, look at this. This is so nice. If the drone system is sophisticated enough, it could be less emotional, more selective and able to provide force in a way that achieves tactical objective with less harm. A lethal autonomous robot can aim better, target better, select better, and in general be a better asset with with the linked ISR intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance packages that it can run. And I don't have time to finish the article, but I'm going to go through and unmute everybody one at a time. Um, let's start with, I'm going to start with Tyler first. Tyler, don't you think this is just another way for the government to keep everybody safe is to create autonomously target killing robots? It sounds like a great time. Um, you know, uh, I remember playing Galaga, uh, but what's on the sports game? I mean, I, I forgot to take my medicine. I mean, what day is it? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, oh yeah, Autom- autonomous drones. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts with auto. Uh, I think that I think that means a car. But uh, you mean killing Americans with uh, things that fly over us? Yes. Without humans? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. This think, is anywhere in the world, people. Tyler. It doesn't have to specifically be America. It can be anywhere in the world. It's just freedom everywhere. Oh, the Braves lost. Oh, see, there you go. Now you're yeah. defaulting back into the paradigm. That's a good. That's a good classically conditioned slave right there, everybody. Tyler, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on to uh, to Robert real quick, and then we'll we'll pull it back up here in a minute. All right, Robert, this is your uh, this is your wheelhouse, man. What do you think, Skynet? Should we go press forward or no? Um, I think I've said this on your show before. I am not against technology. I'm not against drones. I'm not against nanos. Hell, I'm not even against ARFIDs. The problem is, is that we have a very corrupt government, or any government technically will eventually be corrupt. So this technology is scary, especially with the back doors and the type of funding it gets only from government. Um, mm-hmm. They have drones delivering beers and pizzas now in some wor- in some parts of the world. So there are purposes for automated drones. Yes, uh, I will definitely been, vote for those. 
It's when a government holds a monopoly on violence, but then wants um, to increase the rate in which it can kill that I get really concerned. And that's why any of these technologies that I think are absolutely amazing, fascinating, and I think we should all have, I would be wary to allow to have a presence in our society at this time because of the people who are currently in control of it. Man, even if you put Mother Teresa in charge of one of these things, it really doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies, but yeah. All right, so uh, Joey, you got the last word on this uh, this drone stuff here. Um, what do you think, man? Do you think we should just have Skynet take over and and we can all uh, we can all have the UN run our food ration cards and everything will be fine? I was uh, kind of worried about it when I first heard about it, but I saw mm-hmm. a, a documentary on this guy Arnold Schwarzenegger or mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he apparently kills robots. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it was a two-part documentary. The Terminator is his nickname, I guess. Oh. Yeah, so he, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what, it, was he a robot before, though? That's the question. Yeah, but I know he's alive, though. I've, I've seen uh, him on the television before. So if he's still floating around, we should be fine. Yeah, you know what, guys? You guys are all just great cognitive dissonance, brainwashed. You guys are all programmed perfectly. Way to default to the default programming and um this is um this is a clip that I had to uh I had to download the other day. Um Matthew from the journalistic revolution, um Robert's better half actually turned me on to this clip. So get ready everybody. Hey everybody, there's a shit cloud coming. Run for your lives. There you go, everybody. There's a shit cloud coming, run for your lives. So with the government shut down with the feds blocking people from seeing um, national parks, we are really living in the twilight zone. So I'm going to run through here really briefly and let everybody plug their stuff. Uh, Tyler, plug um, plug what you guys got going on with the March Against Monsanto really quick, and then i got to hop off to uh, the other guys. Yeah, March Against Monsanto uh, will be at – it's a worldwide protest against uh, genetically modified organisms. Uh, by uh, the biotech companies, um, mainly Monsanto, but there are plenty of others. Um, okay. The, the march will be outside of the Georgia Capitol this Saturday at 1 to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen already that there are going to be at least 1,300 people attending. Um, Hell the last yeah. one at the uh, Atlanta Jazz Festival at Piedmont Park was extremely successful. It was just under like 1,000 or so, but this one... Cool could uh, really probably be the biggest march I've, I've seen in uh, trying to change the world in two and a half years. There you go, man. Well, hey, thanks for ch- jumping on, Tyler. We will uh, we'll catch you on Thursday, man. Thanks so much for the time. All right, now moving on to um, to Robert from the Journalistic Revolution. Plug your stuff real quick, and then we uh, we got to bounce, and then I'll go to Joy. Absolutely. You can find us at JournalisticRevolution.com and YouTube and Facebook of the same name. There is also an app on the Android, Journalistic Revolution. You can look that up at the Google Play Store. Um, And we have weekly updates coming out. I've been having some computer issues, but starting next week, we'll be regular. Excellent. And uh, those are uh, a must-watch, everybody. So, Robert, thank you so much for the time, man. I'll try to jump on your show tomorrow night. So, um, uh, peace be with you, my man. Deal. See you tomorrow night. Later, brother. 
All right, Joey, you got the last word, man. Uh, plug your stuff, what you're doing, and um, where people can find you and all your liberty-spreading messages. Uh, we're all, all over Facebook. Uh, just search uh, Liberty for Dummies. Uh, dummies spelled I-E-S, just in case. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're breaking it down the easiest way we can to, so people who still take pills and drink fluoride should understand our our message <laughs> the same way. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, that's, that's it, man. Uh, Facebook Liberty uh, Liberty for Dummies. Excellent, man. Well, thank you so much for the time. That's it for the show, everybody. Remember, get a friend, get informed, and get involved. And we'll see you guys on Thursday night on the uh, on the People's Liberty Show. Thanks for listening. Oh, you deserve-